Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 457 and session number 141 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast. And yes, I do it every Friday. We're going to do it again just after the holidays. And uh, if you guys missed uh, my holiday edition, uh, you probably want to go back and check that one out. That one will be episode 455, which was my Merry Christmas. And I also gave you a gift to help you succeed. And everything I'm doing right now, guys, is really to help you through this journey step-by-step and everything that I put out there as far as content, as far as energy uh, for that matter, is really to keep you moving, but also to get you to take action. Because you guys know I'm a big believer here on taking action, even if it's the smallest bit of action. Those things can lead to really, really big things for you in life. And just, they could be a a pivotal point in, in in your journey. So definitely, definitely uh, listen, listen in on, on these episodes that I'm going to be doing here now and moving forward. Even the ones in the past, I'm always trying to inject a little bit of that and hopefully it's, uh, it's making a difference for you. And uh, yeah, that's what I want to do here on all of these Ascot sessions, but all of these podcasts, any of the YouTube stuff that I put out there, I want to inject a little bit of that in there because I think it's that powerful. Our mind is really what controls our destiny, in my opinion. It's it's what we do and those actions that we take that also make us think different things, right? Like, are we winning? Are we losing? Are we failing? Are we succeeding? Um, those things can play a major, major role into uh, you know how well we do here uh, within our life, you know, with whatever we're we're going to do. All right, so let me just kind of let you guys know what we're going to be talking about today at our little roundtable coffee discussion. And you guys know if you guys are longtime listeners, I like to think of this as our our way of sitting around a coffee table or a table and just having a beverage of choice and just uh, talking business. And that's what we're going to do here today. So what we're going to be talking about is daily business tasks. We're going to talk about hijackers once again, and we're going to talk about launch lists and coupon codes. All right. Those are going to be the three main questions that I'm going to be answering. Uh, I did want to remind you, if you want to ask your own question and have it aired here on an upcoming Ask Scott session, just head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, leave your first name, maybe where you're tuning in from, and then uh, just a brief question. And I'll do my best to answer it here on an upcoming show. And I get a bunch of them, and I listen to all of them. It just takes some time to get them on the show. So um, I didn't ignore you if I didn't get to it yet. So just uh, hang in there, all right? So uh, let me also remind you that January 1st is right around the corner. I'm talking like a couple days away, depending on when you're listening to this. And that's 2018, like the fresh start, like everybody's excited. We're going to go back to the gym, yada, yada, yada. You know what I'm talking about, right? So what I wanted to do here on January 1st is I wanted to record an episode that would talk all about your goals for 2018, but also how to create your own personal roadmap step-by-step. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk you through what I kind of take myself through, and then you can decide if you want to kind of go through that same process. But I'm going to give you some things to think about, but then also some actionable things that are going to you know, have you create this plan. So this way here, you can just follow along. All right. Now, before we jump into the first question of the day, you guys always know, I, uh, I like to give my thoughts a little bit, right? Well, again, 2018 is here. You know, everyone's excited, right? Everyone generally says, you know what? I'm going to get back in shape. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to do this. And you know, sometimes I fall into that same group of people. I, yep. Guilty, guilty, done it. And probably going to do it again this year. Uh, but here's what I want you to do. 
I want you to exercise something else other than just your body. I think exercise is critical. And actually, as soon as I get done recording this, I'm going to hop off here. I'm going to go for a 30 minute walk. I've been trying to do that every single day. Um, I try to make that part of my day and then exercise as far as working out. I try to do that as well. And I'll be continuing to try to do that. Sometimes I fall off the wagon, I'll be honest, but that walk, I want to always try to get that in. So that's a commitment that I'm making to myself and to my body and to my mind and all that stuff. But exercise your brain, not just your body. And what I mean by that is, I mean, you can do both. You can go take a walk and put your earbuds in, listen to a podcast, listen to an audio book, whatever. Um, but you can be, you know, exercising the brain muscle in a sense, or the mental muscle, like, you don't realize, well, we don't realize, and I'm saying you, but all of us, we don't realize how powerful our mind is. I mean, it makes us feel, it makes us, you know, do things that we might not have did, or, you know, it's just, it's really, really powerful. So if we think about that as like what we let in, like think about your, your mind, like you're dumping stuff into the top of your head and it's like, it's going to affect the way you feel right? Physically, mentally, it's going to make you happy, sad. Like it's going to make you doubt yourself. Like there's all of these things that we let in. And the key word is I let that in. What if we said, you know what? We're going to put more positive in our mind, more positive energy. That could be, you know, surrounding yourself with more positive people or not watching the news before bed or watching the news at all. Uh, I very rarely watch the news because it's all, you know, it's all downer stuff. It's all stuff that's bad. You know, if it's really that bad, I'm going to hear about it. I don't want to be reminded of it all the time. That's just me. So the people you surround yourself with, is someone always complaining? Oh man, it always happens to me that day. Oh, the car broke down. Oh, it's always me. Why can't anything ever go right for me? I mean, I'm sure you've got someone like that in your life, right? And I'm not saying you have to cut them off completely, but you have to, you know, you have to guard, like I said, you have to guard what's going, what's coming in, or you need to outweigh that. So let's say that you want to, you know, I can't shut that person out and that's fine. They're a family member or whatever. What you need to do now is find more positive to put in there. So it outweighs the negative. You see what I'm saying? So let's put in more of the good. And then that stuff you don't even really pay attention to. Okay. So that's exercising your brain. And, and I'm a big, big fan of that. And I fall into these little, these little dips. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's like, man, everything is going right. Why do I feel, why do I not feel good? Right. Why do I just feel like there's nothing to be excited about right now? And that's why I love building businesses and that, and stuff like that, because it, it shows growth and it also allows me to work on problems. And even though they're problems, they're kind of sometimes fun problems, right? It's, it's figuring something out. There's, there's a satisfaction to that. It, it kind of, it feeds our, our mind with, you know, Hey, I can do this kind of thing. And that's why taking action is so important because we take action and you do something and you get even the smallest result. It fuels you. It gives you more courage in a sense, right? So positive energy is huge. And again, that's why on this podcast, I like to bring that if I can. And if not, well, then you got to go out and find someone else that's even more energy than me, right? But I'm here to give you that positive energy and let you you know, kind of be, you know, armed with what to look for in people with positive energy. If you're around someone and you just, you laugh or you just feel like you want to go out and do that. Like you, have you ever talked to someone and they're just, they're so excited about something and you're like, yeah, yeah. And you're not even going to do it. You're like, yeah, that's right. Like that's someone that's got positive energy, right? Those are people that you want to surround yourself with, or at least get a little dose of it. It's kind of like getting a little dose of, uh, you know, some energy and a little energy drink or something, right? 
So also your thoughts, like I said, will lead to actions a lot of times. So if you think that you're going to fail, you probably won't do something. So you have to almost have like a safety net in place. And we can talk about all that stuff in other episodes or in future episodes. But right now, I just want you to understand that we need to exercise our brain and not just our body, preferably both. But don't forget that brain. Don't forget your mind. It's so, so powerful. And again, like I said just a minute ago, small wins can lead to big wins. And they usually do. And you, you learn through that, but you also, you get more confidence you get more energy. Like that's what to me living is all about. It's like going out there and exploring and building a life that you want. And you can do this, you know, again, if it's your choice, you can do this, but we have to also be very, very careful of what we put in our mind negatively because that can affect us as well. And sometimes a little bit of that, even just a little bit of that can outweigh, you know, 10 times the amount of positive that we put in. So you got to, you got to really think about that. All right. So just wanted to kind of throw that out there. And I want you guys to commit to doing this and commit to the process along the way here. It's, it's a commitment. Like we're doing, like what we're doing here as entrepreneurs, we're, we're committing to being an entrepreneur. Like we, there's, there's no, there's no failure. There's no, like, it's not going to work. It's going to work. It's just a matter of what path is going to lead me there right? So just commit to that mentally, commit to that right now. Say, you know what, no matter what, I'm going to succeed, period. It's just it. I'm going to succeed. And if you do that, you will succeed. Okay. I believe that. Tell yourself that, write yourself a little note and put it up on your computer. I will succeed. Failure is not an option. Like just, those are powerful little statements, powerful little statements. All right. So Enough with the positive energy right now, and I'm going to give you some more positive energy, but let's just go ahead and let's, uh, let's listen to today's first question and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott, this is Eddie from Chicago, Illinois. I was reaching out. Uh, I want to let you guys know we I really appreciate the time you guys put towards all the resources that you have. I've been listening to your podcast for about a month now, and I've just kind of become obsessed but the, I guess the question that I have for you guys is when you're building your online business, what are the action steps that you have to be taking every single day? Like, let's say when you're doing it from 5 a.m. and from 6.30 or 7 before your normal routine, it's like these are the things you need to do every day. You wake up, you do your product research, then you do this, then you do that. It's like what are kind of 10 things that would be uh, good guidelines for you to do um, every single day to you know build your business a little bit more. Uh, thanks, and I look forward to hearing from you guys. Hey, Eddie, thank you so much for the question and the kind words. I really do appreciate it, and it's a great question. You know, like, what do you do on a daily basis? Uh, what's the routine? This is going to change, Eddie, uh, and anyone else listening. It's going to change depending on what you're doing. You hear me talk a lot about like deciding what you're going to be working on for that day. And you should plan that out the day before or the week before. Okay. And when you do that, you sit down and you work on that one thing. So for example, if all we're going to be doing is working on product research, well, everything we do in that hour, hour and a half or whatever is going to be based on product research. Same thing with sourcing, same thing with doing a pre-launch and your optimization on your listing, like whatever it is. You're going to also find that once you go through this process once, twice, three times, you're going to start to create that, that list of what you're going to be doing because you've already done it. 
if you're just starting, you might not know what that is. You kind of have to go and and kind of freely go through it. And then you have to go back and see what you spent time on, where you need to allocate time. But if we're thinking like along the lines of, well, my business is up and running. I've got a couple of products up there. What am I doing? So for us, like right now in the new brand, there's a lot of different things that we're doing, right? But we're thinking about growth always. We're always thinking about like, how do we grow? We also need to think, how do we maintain? So those are questions you need to ask yourself. And then you have to start coming up with like a little checklist. What are you doing to maintain? Well, we're answering customer emails. Uh, We're making sure that everyone is getting a refund if they need it. Uh, We are also making sure that reviews are handled. So if anyone submits a review, we're on it. We are, we're submitting a review. So it might be, you're going to sit down and in the morning, you are going to check your reviews that came in. And you're going to say, okay, I need to reply to these reviews because one was a negative, one was a positive. You're still responding. So that would take up maybe 15 minutes, right? So you kind of start blocking out and start making a a checklist for the day. Those are things that need to be done daily. Some things need to be done weekly, okay? Now, pay-per-click, depending if you're using a tool like Ignite, which you're still going to go in and you're still going to be tweaking a little bit, um, you want to allocate that as time. Okay. That's growth. I look at, I look at pay-per-click sponsored product ads as growth. That's a growth element, not a maintenance. Um, although you can look at the review thing that I just talked about as a, uh, that could also be a, uh, a growth thing because you're having other people that might read it that might, that might not have purchased, but now that they've seen that you replied to the review, they feel comfortable and they're going to go ahead with, with your business. So I can't give you an exact, like depending on what you're working through, but you have to kind of go through each thing that you're doing and then look at it and say, okay, what do I need to do daily for growth and then maintenance? I think if you group them into those two things, if you ask yourself this one thing that I'm doing, is it going to help me get more sales? That's growth. The next thing would be, okay, is this here going to help me maintain a good reputation or is this going to make my customers happy? That's maintenance in a sense, okay? It could be some growth there too, though, because if customers are happy, they can come back and buy more, all right? Um, but I can't give you an exact thing unless you are in that one, that one, you know, product research or, you know, like if you're in the beginning stages, that's what you're going to be focusing on. You're not going to be worrying about that other stuff. But I say like sponsored product ads, pay-per-click is always something that you're going to be putting on that list. I think also outside traffic will be another one. Is it, are you going to focus on Facebook ads right now? Uh, are you going to be focusing on Instagram right now? Like, I don't think do it all. I think focus on one thing. If it's Facebook ads, do the Facebook ads, get that offer to convert. Uh, maybe you're doing a free plus shipping offer. That's all you're going to focus on. So we kind of call that our sprint in a sense. We're going to create this sprint and we're going to go ahead and we're going to get through it. And then we're going to chunk that down. And then that's going to be part of our day for that growth module, if you will. All right. So I can't give you an exact, cause I think everyone is going to have something a little bit different, but I'm always looking at growth and maintenance. There's two different things there. All right. And you know, the other one is like product research. Uh, I'm sorry. We already talked about product research. I'm well, kind of how many more products are we going to add? So we have a game plan. Well, we need to launch. We want to launch at least one product a month. So that's going to be 12 products. We got to break that down. So we need to have a list of products being, uh, added to a list. Well, how much time we're going to work on that per week. Uh, you know, how many do we need in the queue for, so you kind of have to have like a framework that is going to help you get to that, to that, that area. But that is a growth element as well, because if we launch more products, there's a, there's a potential we're going to sell more. We're also going to reach more customers. We're also going to be able to give more products to our customers. So again, that's how I think, uh, I think about growth 
and maintenance. And I kind of break those two up and then we kind of chunk it down. And I think every quarter is when you're going to sit down and see what thing you're going to be focusing on for that quarter or that sprint. Okay. And then from there, you kind of just kind of chunk it down and then work on each part of that. Like if you're, if you're, if you want to launch a new product every month, then you have to be contacting your suppliers. You have to be also getting samples. You have to be doing all that stuff. So that stuff will get built into your daily tasks. All right. So hopefully this helped you or anyone else listening. I know it wasn't an exact answer, but hopefully it gives you some framework to think about how to kind of divvy this stuff up and create your own work schedule, your own work routine. All right. So let's go ahead and listen to the next question. I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott, this is Stephanie from Orlando, Florida. Um, before I ask my question, I just want to give you a quick shout out and thank you so much for all of the information that you display in your podcast. It's been awesome. I've been listening for a couple months now and I'm uh, starting the product research phase, so it's pretty exciting. Um, but I do have a question about hijackers. I've heard you talk a lot about that and I want to know, is it as obvious as you make it seem that you know you're being hijacked? Like how, well, first off, how do hijackers even get into your listing and start selling your product under um, under our listing. Like, I'm not sure how that works. And are there any signs that we should look out for? Um, like if sales start to dip, how do you know that it's a hijacker taking your product versus just natural soft demand? Um, any elaboration on that topic would be awesome. Again, thanks so much for uh, all the insight. Have a good one. Bye. Hey, Stephanie. Yes. Hijackers. Oh man, we don't like hijackers. But uh, let's let's kind of break this down for you. And I've talked about this before, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of go through it again. And anyone that is brand new and you don't know what a hijacker is, it's basically someone that comes on your listing. So let's say that you're selling a garlic press, and it's uh, it's unique to you that you've made um, you know your own custom packaging. Maybe you've made the handle a little bit different. Well, someone can come in and find the same supplier and make that same thing in a sense because you don't have it patented. So if someone comes in and makes the exact same thing, okay, even your same packaging, they take your packaging and they have your graphics put on there, your name, your logo, that's what I call a hijacker. Now, if let's say you go ahead and you give your product away at a discount for 90% off, I don't do that anymore, but let's say that you did. And let's say that you had someone that bought 20 of those because you didn't, you know, you didn't, uh, you know, have the one-time use, uh, thing in place, or maybe just someone found a loophole and they got 20 of your items. Okay. They're your items. They bought them from you. They got them for 90% off. Okay. So they only paid 10% of what that product cost you. Okay. Or 10% of what you charge. Okay. They can take those 20 units legally and list them as long as they're new on your listing. Even if they're used, they can put them on as used and then it would say used. Okay. So you've probably seen that on other products and that's kind of like retail arbitrage. Okay. Retail arbitrage. I can take for the most part, I can take a product that I got discounted at target 80% off and I can list that product on Amazon on their listing because it's their brand, right? So I'm, I'm going to sell that because I have 20 of them, 10 of them, whatever that's legally, uh, you know, hijacking, I guess, if you want to call it, that's legally doing retail arbitrage. Really. It's not even hijacking. Hijacking to me is where they took over your listing because they're underbidding you. Okay. They're, they're, uh, taking your product. They're getting the same manufactured to give them exactly what you're selling. Okay. And then they undercut you. And now you're like, well, the only way that I can get the buy box back is I got to undercut them. And then all of a sudden it becomes a price war. And now that's bad. Okay. 
And we've talked about that in the past as far as how to get them off, um, you know, cease and desist letter um, at first. And then you may even have to hire someone like uh, Ted Limus, who I've had on the show before and, uh, and have them go to work. Okay. And getting them off. But there's ways to prevent that from happening. Number one is brand registry and brand registry 2.0 is not as easy as it was before, but it's actually a little bit more powerful because then you can somewhat lock your listing down in a sense. And also you'll get a little bit, a little bit of different treatment from Amazon. Okay. And to do that, you need a trademark. So a trademark is going to take you eight, nine months to get. And then from there you can, you can file until then you can. So what do you do in the meantime? you make your product different and it doesn't even have to be the product itself. It needs to be different by your packaging needs to be clearly on, on your, your item or even on your packaging. It needs to be different. Okay. And when you do that versus just going, buying something, slapping your sticker on it and then sending it in, you know, people in hijackers, they look for that because it's easier to take over the listing it's easier to do. But if you have packaging, if you have an accessory that comes with it, that you got from a different supplier and then they co-packed it, whatever, that will make it harder for you. And I also find that when you have lower priced items like $10 or less, um, hijackers love that. It's easy for them to source and they can go ahead and kind of throw mud at the wall and see what sticks. All right. But if you have clear markings on your packaging, if you have it right there on the listing in your picture, I would say, take that, take your picture and put your box or your packaging in with it. So this way here, the hijacker sees it, but then also Amazon sees it. Um, all of that stuff. So that's basically what it means. Okay. As far as hijacking. And, you know, if you have someone, then yes, you have to contact Amazon. You're going to have to do, um, you know, you're gonna have to prove to them that someone is hijacking. So you're gonna have to buy one, take pictures, send it in all of that, all of that fun stuff. So for me personally, I would say go out there, create some unique packaging, make sure the packaging is in the picture if you can, and your logo is, is embedded in that product. And we've actually done it in a few of our products where we'll actually have it branded right in. Um, so you can't even scratch it off. Um, so, um, just, uh, just some things to think about, but that's, that's basically what it means. And that's how you can, uh, take some measures to help protect yourself. So thanks for being a listener. Thanks for the question and, uh, good luck to you. Keep me posted. Let's go ahead and listen to one last question and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. This is Min here from Toronto. Uh, I've been selling in the Canadian market for the last seven months and listening to your podcast and all of your content for the last five months. And I got to say, these are invaluable content that's worth millions and millions of dollars that all the Amazon um, entrepreneurs or just e-commerce entrepreneurs should obviously 100% hands down should listen to. So uh, onto, the, onto the question, my question for you is I'm actually looking at the uh, list building segment um, on a podcast as well as YouTube and I'm, I'm, I'm listening to it. But the very first thing that you mentioned is run a giveaway through promo code. Uh, but in the Canadian market, you're, I don't think you're able to actually create a promo code to give out to your potential audience so that they could actually get 50 to 75% or whatever percent off of the product to push that uh, BSR ranking. So, um, yeah, I would love to get your thoughts on a new strategy in the Canadian market. I'm not sure if this only applies to Canadian market. It might apply to other markets. I know U.S. market, you guys are 100% able to do that. Um, yeah. So again, we'd love to kind of get answer to a new strategy of giveaway in different markets. Again, thank you so much, Scott. And uh, yeah, keep putting out those contents are invaluable. Thanks so much. Hey, Min, thank you so much for the question. And uh, it's a good one. And I really want to dig into this because you guys know I love, well, I love building lists and I love talking about launching products through that list and all that stuff. I just love it. Uh, 
Okay, so in your case, you're saying that you can't use a coupon code. No, no big deal. It's no big deal. Here's a simple solution, okay? You're just going to discount your price for that day on Amazon and tell your list, hey, for the next two days, you can get 25% off. And when you created that sale price, it's going to show in your listing that regular price is this scratched out. Now you would say, well, what if other people see that discount? Well, then they're going to buy it and they're going to get you more sales. Here's the thing though. If you're going to offer like 50, 60, 70% off, that could be hard, right? Because you might not want to discount your product 50%. This will work in my opinion, up to like 30% off, right? And if you don't have a lot of sales right now and you're doing a launch, most likely there's not going to be a lot of people seeing it anyway. Okay. So that would be my solution. We've done that before because we wanted to make it easier and we had just did a code. And so what we wanted to do was just do a, a discount for the weekend. Hey, for this weekend, we're, we're uh, going to be giving a discount on the product for 25% off. And guess what? You don't even need a code. All you need to do is use this special link and, uh, and, and go to the listing and then go ahead and buy it. That's it. And you're done like that. That's it. So that's the way that you can do it. And then the other thing is even if you're not using the list, let's say that you just want to boost your sales. You could do what my good friend Dom sugar does is just lower your price that 25, 30% uh, for the weekend and then really push pay-per-click aggressively for that time period. Same idea. You're going to get a, an influx of sales. You're going to, you know, get your, your, uh, you know, your ranking started and kind of get yourself in there. You may even want to do this on the back end of your list building thing. So if your list building or your launch list, if you're launching that product and then right after that, you might even want to do another, another thing for pay-per-click so you can lower your price and then, you know, get some more sales coming in that way. Um, there's all different ways you can do it, but that would be the way that I would do it in your situation. If you can't use a code, I would just lower the price, let the list know that you lowered your price, send the email. And again, going back to the list building stuff, if you guys have not listened to the list building stuff, you definitely need to, because it's all laid out for you and it's all free. Theamazingseller.com forward slash build list. And that'll take you there. And from there, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. What you want to do here, and this is what we talk about inside of, of the list building uh, workshop, is where you want to send out like two, maybe even three emails. One, announcing your discount. Hey, we just discounted the price. You can get it for the weekend. The second one would be a, a small reminder, maybe even a piece of content if you have content to give them, you know, like a, a helpful video or a helpful blog post. And then the third one would be, you know, final notice or deadline or, uh, you know, special ends, something like that. And that would be the final email. And that would be all based around that discount that you did, uh, you know, for that weekend. So that's what I would do. That's how I would do it. All right. So that's it guys. That's going to pretty much wrap it up. The next time that you hear me, it will be January 1st, 2018 on the next episode. You're definitely going to want to check out that episode because we're going to be talking all about your goals for 2018 and really how to create your own personal roadmap step-by-step. Step. I'm going to take you through that entire process. And again, that's the process that I'm taking myself through. So I'm just going to kind of share that with you guys and then you guys can actually do it and really put this stuff in motion so you can have a plan to execute on. I know the one question that I answered today was like, like, what do you do on a daily, you know, on a daily basis or what's your daily business tasks? Well, I think this is your roadmap. And then once you have your roadmap, you have to break it up and chunk it down. And then you 
divide that up with the hours that you can work on it. And that's kind of like having a plan. Like who wants to sit there and go, all right, cool. I want to, I want to make a million dollars, but how, right? We need to have the plan. And then with the plan, we can execute on what we just created. All right. So, all right. Look for that episode, January 1st, coming up really soon. That is going to be episode 458, so keep an eye out for that one. In the meantime, get out there, make it happen, and remember, as always, I'm here for you, I believe in you, and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, guys, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode. 